<laughs> so this episode was supposed to come out on Christmas. Yeah. And we're recording it after Christmas. <laughs> Works for me. I, I still just send some Christmas cards. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, we're playing fast and loose, but that's exactly what someone did in A Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby. More like a pain in my ass. You were supposed to say a royal pain in my oh, ass. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, the, the fact that you wanted me to say that hurt my soul so much. I don't know if... Dear listeners, you couldn't see my grimace, but my face <sighs> screwed up into pain there. <laughs> I don't know what's the point of us doing notes if you're not going to even look at them. <laughs> we didn't write that down! That's true. That was... That was, that was off the dome, sort of not, but... <laughs> sure. Well... <laughs> The Royal Baby, or as we will now call it, CPTRB. Mm, nope. <laughs> Superdurb. <laughs> it stars a New Zealand actress whose name I have already forgotten, but if you've seen the show I Zombie, which I have not, I think it's on Hulu? I believe so. Like exclusively. It might be a Hulu. I've seen it pushed, and I've always yeah. said, no thanks, bro. She is the star of I Zombie. And I mean this in a nice way. <laughs> she immediately struck me as a discount Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, no, it's 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 that's who my fa- that's who my mind that's, that's who it's called to mind. Now, <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart, it should be clear, she has um, sort of had a career renaissance in Lifetime movies to such an extent that they no longer put her in the Lifetime movies. They have her host. Like in quotations, their Christmas movie marathons. Wait, where why like are we watching her before and after the ad breaks. She'll show up. I don't know. With one of the dudes from Queer Eye for the Five Guys. No, there's five of them. <laughs> Wait, that's we're another show. To, I the Five Guys. It's a restaurant. <laughs> that's another show I have never seen. Clearly, but so she does that mostly now, okay. and so she's busy. But they ha- they had this ringer. Step in. Mm-hmm. Her, For three movies. Yeah. No, Andy makes a valid point. This is the third in a series of what I, I can is, only hope is a never-ending yes, series. This, this, is not, this is not a series. This is a saga, okay? This is going We're going to go nine on. films, baby. Forget yes. the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's all laughs> I mean, I mean, what's... what? What else could you want? This this movie has curses. It's got babies. It's got uh, comedic relief who are just sort of awkwardly there. Uh, it's it's got ghosts. Mm-hmm. It's got treasure that's missing. It's a mystery. It's a whodunit. And it has a really backwards nation state that has yet to discover the polio vaccine or <laughs> combustion engines <laughs> or... They're, they're only tangentially familiar with the combustion engine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They, their state has three cars. <laughs> but So let's briefly recap the, f- the first two movies. In the first movie... But they actually did that in the movie, too. Yeah, they, started, well, there was a, there was a like, lovely little recap. Last time. Yeah. And then also last time. So they've been cranking these out on a yearly basis for the previous three years, which is a little absurd, to be frank. But in the first movie, our heroine 
what's her name? God. Uh, Lady Bird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a very good movie. I like, that's a, a good, 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 but junior. Um, she's the blonde woman is an investigative journalist. Yes. A, I think for a tabloid. Yes. It's and she's, she's there to do a hit piece or something. Yeah. She goes undercover in the kingdom of Andovia. Sure. It doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> and she matters. goes undercover <laughs> to expose Something. The Playboy Prince. The Playboy Prince, but then falls in love with the Playboy Prince. I mean, he's just so darn cute. How could you he resist? He is not ugly. I'll give him that. But he is maybe less interesting than a pile of bricks. Mm-hmm. He... <laughs> His super gay friend, enemy friend. Is it... And... and so this was frustrating. So that was okay. We're getting we're getting off track. We, we were we are going to talk about so, the so things the gay are going friend. just fine. Then. <laughs> yes. So in this, they fall in love in the first movie, and in the second movie, Christmas Prince, a royal wedding, they tie the knot, mm-hmm. and she is now preggers. I shouldn't say preggers. A, a female friend of mine told me I shouldn't call people preggers. <laughs> She's it's- pregnant. It's okay. Pre, all right, no, she's pregante. What is it in Spanish? Embarazada? I have, si, embarazada. I, have no I think. I'm, just I'm probably of mispronouncing it. I'm YouTube video of all the mispronunciations of <clears throat> pregnante. It was a pregnant pause. Pregnant. Here. They're, ha- they're having a baby. The journalism sphere is rife with speculation. Not only on the sex of the forthcoming child, but also the name yeah. of the forthcoming child. Anything. And the um, husband and wife have not told anyone, whether it's a boy or a girl, nor have they told anyone what names they are considering. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a secret just they only share in their marriage bed during pillow talk, probably. That's... They just yell words, names out to each other during lovemaking. Okay. Whoever whoever gets whoever everyone everyone can agree on this name in bed. That's how you know you like it. Yeah. Oh, that's horrifying. So, Andovia. I think it's a really dumb name for a fake kingdom. <laughs> Because it just makes me think of Andover, which I think is a place in Massachusetts. This is a fake, fake, small British kingdom. Sure, yes. And they have a queen who came up, who's from New York, and her father owns a diner. And he's maybe the greatest character in the whole film. Because he is only, until the very end, um, he has two scenes where he chats with his daughter via Skype or FaceTime. And it's very awkward. And... (laughs) It's, he's like, hey, I'm a New Yorker. I got a diner. What's up, Joey? Oh, so <laughs> it's like <laughs> the director's like stereotype, stereotypical New Yorker. No, no, more stereotypical. <laughs> no, could you be add, throw a little more Jewish in there? No, no, more stereotypes. It's hysterical, and of course, the queen's mother is deceased because they're going for a Disney Channel vibe. Yeah. I think. And she, the movie opens. She's writing a blog entry about. How her first year as queen is almost done, and she is and do, due yeah. to have a baby, like very, like January fourth or something is the due date. And they're doing like some flashbacks, and they show like the honeymoon, and it was like it totally just a green screen honeymoon. <laughs> like, it's the most it's wa- really it's the most weird. wasted green screen ever like, because you just said we were on a honeymoon. You don't need like show a terrible like image of they're them very, on the beach. But it's they're so very bad. clearly not even standing on sand. <laughs> it's so bad. It's really dumb and uh, poor looking. 
she has a book labeled, or maybe it's a journal, but she's reading a book called My Perfect Birth Plan. Mm. So it's one of those pregnancies, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> the kind where the, the woman is like, I'm pregnant, so I'm disabled. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I would be astonished if Andovia has an Andovians with Disabilities Act. Yeah, well, I, considering their attitudes toward polio and and modern transportation, only, only the rich people can be disabled. In Andovia. Yeah, that's how it works. Have you seen those those posts where the parents in Brooklyn are like, "Babies are basically disabled. Don't ask me to move my child's stroller on the bus." What? It's a real thing. It's no, kind of hysterical and amazing and sad. Don't do that. I don't, know. Don't be those people. I know. I'm, I know. I'm sad for humans. <laughs> My toddler, like all toddlers are basically disabled. I'm not going to move his stroller on the bus. <laughs> I don't. It's I, the most white people thing I don't, it ever. I am white and I do not understand. And it <laughs> sort of ignores the fact that there are children with disabilities in the world. <laughs> and they, <laughs> it's, I don't, it's completely bonkers, but that's insane. Brooklyn. Anyway, she's writing a blog entry. Should we talk about Simon now? Yeah, let's go into Simon. So was he they, the they prince's... They mentioned him like, right off the bat in the yes. Snake Hall, I think. Well, okay, so he, one of the things that's very frustrating is even though there's a recap for the previous two films, none of the characters in the third film are ever introduced. Well, I mean, if you're watching... If you're watching this, you're supposed to be up on it, right? This is if you're watching. Let's assume we last saw the we last watched the previous film a year ago. Oh, that shit's seared in your mind. If you saw it, you know it. I have already forgotten so much of this film. We watched it days ago. <laughs> it's I, been a very active couple of days. Christmas happened. We got swag. <laughs> <laughs> Swag, baby. <laughs> but yeah, there's the there are these. I think they're a gay couple and they're designers and That's they're the coming relief and they're really annoying. They're coming to plan a baby shower <laughs> and and also I was very confused why they were there. <laughs> like, don't they have families to they, spend they the holidays with? Multi-millionaire CEOs, co-CEOs or something, and they're like, no, no, we're gonna hang out in this crappy little country where they don't have cars. Everyone rides bikes, um, and. And this is this is what we're doing for it, Christmas. It's I, really weird. It's very strange. And then there's Simon, the one character whose name I did remember, yeah. because he is is he the cousin or the brother to the king? I I have no. The, I felt like he was more tree? than just like a casual bro. The family because yeah, he seems to be in twisted. the family. <laughs> I don't. He seems to be in the family. Puts up with the shenanigans. But, and he's sort of like the black sheep because everyone knows that he's a, a rascal and he's always off doing Scallion. shenanigans and no one should take him seriously. And he's very clearly gay. Um, <laughs> and I, it's strange because like I don't want to make judgments about that actor's sexuality, but I feel like the script is like, no, he's gay. Yeah, amp it up, but then also try and get married to Melissa. He, but amp it up. It's very strange. It's very, very bizarre. He's got all these, like, Especially since he has such very effeminate mannerisms, and he has a significant other who is spending the holidays with him in this Andovia palace. And there's a visiting dignitary family oh, from the Pagnalia? neighboring Pagnalia. Is that it? Yes, because I kept wanting to say Pygmalion. Yeah, right? That's a different That's... thing. Pagnalia. <laughs> or something like that. And they are, 
um, you know, stereotypical Asian nation. Which is sort of like it's sort of strange because it's like this like these nations are not huge and they are separated no. by not but they are one is European white and the other is Asian, like yes. the Mongols. Like it's like, yes. it's it's, like okay. <laughs> it's a very clear dividing line. And one of the staff for the visiting dignitaries went to school with Simon yes. and yeah. she's a very attractive woman and they did go on, I think a date he says later, yeah. but then they realized, well, oh, I said she realized he's gay <laughs> yes. and, <laughs> and then, but he says to his current significant other, Melissa, the, the yeah, one, Melissa. the Melissa. one black character in the yes. film, Melissa, who somehow knows the queen from her New York diner days. <laughs> Well, I think that's obviously we're missing massive backstory from the first they're, two. They're besties. We've got this this depth that we're missing, which feels, you know what? It feels right that we're watching just the third, having not seen one. I feel like if you try to, it's like when in those hotel pools, like no diving because it's that shallow. <laughs> There's so I guess yeah. I guess we should let's let's recap with the the plot. The arc of the the story is yes. Let's briefly go through the plot because it's so silly <laughs> and will take a very short amount of time, yeah, and yeah, then we, we can crack all sorts of jokes. Yeah, because we keep we keep meandering, and I feel like anyone listening is just coming. I still have no idea what's happening. So in the story. <laughs> let's. I'll I'll try and be brief. They the visiting Pagnalians are com- are coming in because every one hundred years. The two nations of Andovia and Pagnalia come together on Christmas Eve to re-sign their peace treaty to continue it for the next 100 years. And I think this first started in something like 1419. So it's been like 600 years. It's been, it's been around for ages and ages. Yeah. And it's more of a formality than anything at this point. They have not well, fought. Well, it sounds like they are, there is apparently real things at stake. I was like, you guys, you guys could just, because the, the big mystery Couldn't you revise the treaty so it like, doesn't expire yeah, in 100 yeah. years? <laughs> like, they were, they were like, if it's not signed, and like people are like looking very nervous. I'm like, guys, you could just like write like on a piece of paper, like, hey, I agree not to, f- let's agree to be friends still. And mm-hmm. they're like, like, there's like, there's, they try to inject this tension. It's just like, I mean, it's just, it's a piece of paper. There's an arbitrary I- deadline <laughs> written on an ancient scroll that apparently is binding. And they have to use the new, the old one, like, because, because if it, since it got stolen, everything that happened before doesn't matter anymore. Like, <laughs> It's very yep. weird. Yep. Um, so that's the, the the crux of it is she's pregnant. She's yes. having a kiddo. And they are trying to. They have the visiting Pagnalian family to sign the treaty. They open the ceremonial box where they store the treaty for its one hundred year long rest, and they <laughs> open it and oh, it's missing. Yeah. The treaty has been stolen, and then they spend you know the next frantic 24 hours trying to find the treaty so they can sign it by midnight on December 24th. Also doing the baby shower on emergency. They also have the baby shower during this time. Yeah, they only have, the only reason they have time to do, to look for the the treaty is because the Pagnalians are snowed in and no one has, no one has plows in this country or cars so they can't leave. There's literally one car in the nation of Andovia (laughs) and it belongs to the doctor. There were three. There were two police cars and the doctor's car. That is fair. <laughs> that is fair. Now, <laughs> it should be clear that all of those were imports. Yeah, yeah. Ba-boom. There's, there's no native <laughs> car production system. <laughs> the, and so they, of course, um, eventually find the treaty. 
It is signed with moments to spare. And then the queen has her child. Well, she also, also they stand up for women and the women signed this yes, time. Yes, because and for the first time move. ever. And we hear the Pagnalian queen. She's very upset because the people don't love her. And so this is her. Like it's, I mean, they're trying, they're trying, right? They're trying to have these characters all expand. It was sort of interesting because all these characters did get some space to like grow and do stuff. I was sort of intrigued by that, but they, it was just none of it was good. None of it was good. And then, so what, what I found so baffling about this is like they introduced this whole treaty. And if it is not signed by midnight on December 24th, <laughs> sorceress magics will occur and the firstborn child in either nation will be forever cursed. And so, of course, that is the Andovia as yet unnamed baby. Yeah. And so pregnancy hormones is like, yes. she's like just totally panicking. And it's just really like also, it's so strange that that's like a, like a pressure point, a temp point of contention, it's, the added tension. It's, so, it's really, what? really bizarre. But... <laughs> My whole thing, and I was, I remember thinking this when I watched the trailer, I was like, they don't need to have any of this nonsense with the treaty and a curse because you have, if already have a fish out of water situation where the New York journalist is all of a sudden a member of a royalty in a foreign nation and is trying to get adjust to that and is also adjusting to the fact that they're soon going to be a parent. And like, that's perfect fodder for all sorts of yeah, much then, better films. You could have even done, even <laughs> like, they had Simon doing some possibly sneaky, underheaded things. Yeah. They, they could have been focused on yeah. her, like, I can't stand corruption, like, and, like, he yeah. could have turned out to be a villain, but I guess it's, you know, it's a holiday thing, so he didn't want him to be a villain, but it was just, And like, also, it's wrong to have, to typecast the gay characters as villains. <laughs> <laughs> he, he turned out to not to be the villain, but it was but still, they, it was still just, like... They ignore all of the meaningful... Uh, narrative stakes, or right. I guess what could have been meaningful narrative stakes in favor of this treaty must be signed or our baby will have horns or something. Yeah, and, and it's in, <laughs> and we think it might be in the dungeon, and there's pretty sure there's a ghost, and then suddenly a very heavy iron door gets swung shut by a gust of wind? Now, that was insane. I, I was watching this, and the, so the king has a younger sister who's what, maybe 14, 15? Oh, we're gonna get, get into the cousin I want, I want to talk about this, <laughs> I want to talk about the younger sister. Sweet, sweet because <laughs> she has some uh, disability that yes. is not ever named. Sometimes she's in a wheelchair. Other times she's walking around and she has little those arm arm poles. Yeah, and they're not quite crutches, but they're yeah. similar. Yeah. and it's never made clear what um, happened to her. Probably the first two movies they probably yeah. At some point. But um, she has this condition, and I made the joke that I was like, well, they haven't figured out polio, which in hindsight is in poor taste. (laughs) But in my defense, it totally seems like the only reason for this character to have a disability is so that she can try to reach a key hanging on the wall outside of a cell that she is locked inside of by a gust of wind. Yeah, it's really... It's it's really bad. It's It's really bad. Disabled people can help, too. Disabled people have feelings, too. It's... (laughs) <laughs> They're useful when when you're trapped and you need a stick. <laughs> it's <laughs> gross. It's really gross. <laughs> and there's a very there's a scene where 
I really, everyone, like Andy, Allison, and myself, we were watching this together, and we all thought that she was talking with someone she was related to, perhaps a cousin. Yes. And it's one of the, like the same hair the gatherings leading up to the Christmas holidays. Uh-huh. And he says something like, you guys really go all out with the decorations. And she looks at him and says, we also have lots of mistletoe. Oh! And it's very... <laughs> And we all were gassed because I was like, why is she going so hard on her cousin? <laughs> so they also haven't figured out incest, you know? <laughs> it's the moral of that story. I mean, it's a group of people that believe in sorcerers, so I get it. I get it. Yeah, it, um, yeah, and much, really much of the fault lies with this younger sister character because she uncovers this ancient tome of Andovian lore that set, that lists all of the numerous consequences if the treaty oh, is man. not re-signed by midnight on December 24th every and 100 years. she goes and years. reads to the pregnant yeah. queen and is like, check out the terrible and, stuff that happened to your baby. And the, <laughs> the, the mother of the, the king's mother is like, oh, don't share this with anyone. People used to believe in sorcery, but... We know better now. And she's um, like, but what if it's real? Have you heard about cars? <laughs> I hear they're great. And then, and the, yeah, but then the little girl's like, but what if it's real? And then she goes, of course, and sounds the pregnant woman's alarm bells. And <laughs> there, there was a moment that felt very real to me where the queen is talking to the king and king is like, can you not be ridiculous? Our baby is not going to be cursed, regardless of whether or not the treaty is signed. She goes, I know you don't think the curse is real, but I need you to support me. And I was like, ooh, assertive communication. Oh my goodness. Do they have couples therapy in Andovia? I, I don't know. It seems like they I have... Know, I don't know how they get there. Yeah, I, <laughs> seriously, there's a, there is a scene where she's eating donuts from a box. And I was like, who, who brought those donuts to the castle? <laughs> right? I, actually I was like, because she didn't leave to go get them. And, wasn't there the- and if they were from the kitchen, why did they put them in a box? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, does Dunkin' Donuts have, have a Dunkin' delivery service? Like it's yeah. Uh, anyway, so oh, man. there's, uh, um, so, so there's like a couple of sort of like they're attempting at endearing scenes with, um, uh, pregnant queen in in pajamas and king king king's there comforting her and then you look and you realize that she's wearing pantyhose underneath her pajamas which yes. is just that's just a weird thing all around like, she's wearing a nightgown and pantyhose <laughs> and slippers and then she has what we all decided to call a pregasm because yeah, it, was so strange. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't oh, make any sense. I, I didn't write down she, pregasm, but it was there. <laughs> she's sitting in a chair and her husband is giving her a back rub or they're talking there's some, there's some and he happening. stands up and she like stretches out one leg. She goes, oh, Oh, yeah, I don't know if she's never had a Charlie horse before. before. It like, really seems like she has an awful cramp. Someone described it to her, and she's like, no, no, I can I can make that. And they're like, no, yeah. no stop making porn sounds. Yeah. No, no, whatever, we'll just roll it. <laughs> so then the, her slipper slides off her foot. Her husband's giving her a back rub. And rather than use words and say, could you please put my slipper back on my foot? <laughs> He the, the like has like to an inch away, and her foot is yeah. right there, and she's like, like her foot's just limping. He has to guess from the <laughs> from the sexual it. moanings coming from his wife, like, oh yes, I see your slipper has fallen off. Let me help you with that. <laughs> and he so puts weird. it onto her foot that is covered in pantyhose. 
it, it's, it's very bizarre. Yeah. And I was like, is this how they do it in Andovia? <laughs> this is what? She, next next <laughs> she's gonna slide slide up and show some ankle off. <laughs> no, she was sitting in like what looked like a very royal chair. I was like, what's going on in that chair? <laughs> Maybe it's like a vibrator situation. It's very bizarre. Um uh, so those CEO dudes are like present the entire time. I don't the CEO dudes. Yeah, the um, the, the the comedic relief team. Oh, the designers, the designers. for the baby shower. Yeah, yeah, they, they're 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 invited to everything. for the holidays and to have the baby shower. Yes, but then as soon as people realize the treaty is missing, they're thinking maybe we shouldn't have the baby shower. But then she skypes with her New York deli owner father, and he says, "I think the people of Antovia could use a little joy. You there's should like, have the shower." There's like seven people invited. So yeah. it was very, it was it's so strange. Every character who's been on screen so far in the movie, except for New York deli owner father, shows up to the wildly over-decorated baby shower, where I said. <laughs> I think their decorating aesthetic was, I want a Christmas fairy to throw up in here. <laughs> it's, 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 not wrong. it's so gross and overdone. It, it is a lot. Uh, the, so the Pagnalian couple, the woman looks much older than the husband. That was interesting. Yeah. I for sure thought he was, she was the matriarch of the family and the man she was with was, her oldest son. Oh, okay. It, but they are a couple. They are. They are. And uh, they, they actually they have like some interesting dynamics. It is interesting. But like it, he, he like doesn't actually care about leadership. And like she does. No, like, he certain... wants to have a fun time and play piano. It was That was sort of weird. Yeah. Like, apparently he's been doing this for years. He has a family and he's like, no, I want to throw it all away and play piano. <laughs> like, it was sort, yeah. That was sort of a weird You thing. guys heard about Billy Joel? He's, I love that man. <laughs> There's a weird moment, too, where his gift to the queen for the baby shower is a song that he sings and plays on the piano. And he goes over and it's just a standard Christmas carol. And I was like, he didn't write that. <laughs> yeah, it was. This is hardly a gift. Yeah, this is just a regular song that you could hear it like on yeah, iPod. I, <laughs> take that. He didn't do a special arrangement honoring Andovian culture. Yeah, it was, no, it's just no. a random Christmas carol. I don't even remember which one. But... Um, Yes. Now, of course, our investigative journalist, Queen, yes. recognizes that because of the blizzard, the thief who took the treaty is still within the castle walls. And here's the whodunit part. And, and it's, a, it's a classic. Um, so then my brain immediately went to what would happen if... Hercule Poirot were visiting Andovia <laughs> during this trying way time. Too much. So, way too much. So what would happen? Let, let, sidebar. If Hercule, this, this is my if. What would Hercule Poirot do? Uh, I'll have <laughs> to work on. Not a podcast the podcast. It's not happening. You're not doing that. This could be our first and only episode, but I'm going to do it anyway. So if if Hercule Poirot were present. The treaty would have been stolen um, in order to delay the... Yeah, I don't know what the acronym would be. (laughs) But the treaty would have been stolen to delay the signing, not only of the treaty, but also of a new will that had been discussed amongst the family, although the exact terms were not disclosed. But then, of course, in order for the will to have stakes in a classic Agatha Christie, Hercule Poirot story... There would have to be a murder. Uh-huh. And now, who do you think should die <laughs> in, of all our choices? Can in, I do more than one? In CPT, 
TRB. No, oh, you did it. Oh, you remembered it. <laughs> well, no, in in a, in true Hercule Poirot fashion, you can have more than one murder. Oh, okay. But you have to justify the second. But see, now I, I think in classical, in, in, in classical Agatha Christie fashion, it would have to be the Andovian matriarch because she's the oldest yeah. and therefore most likely to die of natural causes. But was it natural causes? Hercule Poirot does not think so. Jacques. <laughs> um, so it would have to be her. Okay. And my money is on the youngest of her children with the sticks. Yeah. She's Actually, not disabled. Oh, you think I was just say she should also die. Well, she's not disabled and she is either the killer this or a, this is the long con. She's been yeah, since a baby. I've been I've been faking the cerebral palsies from day one. <laughs> like <laughs> She's like, since I don't get to have my scene where I'm pretend locked in a dungeon, this will have to do. <laughs> so I, I beat I beat Mama to death with my sticks, like <laughs> like fourteen year old girl. <laughs> this has been the Hercule Poirot podcast within a podcast. Um, now, uh, oh god, there's a moment Just where full Game of Thrones on this. <laughs> the queen has her husband lure one of the gay baby shower designer decorators out of their suite yeah, this is and such a weird then thing. she sneaks in to search their suite for the treaty because yes. the one of the designers was very, quite vocal in saying how the treaty that they've been using for hundreds and hundreds of years <laughs> is quite ugly and displeasing and should yeah. be like, like gotten rid of and he very like loudly whispers when people recognize that the treaty is like well maybe now they can replace it with something better like it was so, and honestly like, yes. he's the only voice of reason because they could do exactly that and yeah. this movie would be over so much faster oh my god uh, so they, yeah so they're searching so the pregnant lady is lunging around his room and it's really ridiculous and then his partner i think they're partners in life and in business right they never kiss or anything because it's netflix but um my understanding was they were in a relationship as well as in business together uh he walks in on the queen and he's like oh no he didn't take it but i can see why you think he might have (laughs) (laughs) it was not mad like at it, all it's very weird yeah he's like i'm so happy you stopped by to invade our personal <laughs> yeah, space it's really great to see you so you are strange. glowing with your first pregnancy honey oh my god such a strange moment i was like he, he's just like oh no no it's fine yeah no this is cool yes uh, i'm not mad at you at all my f- person i called friend who who i thought we trusted uh yeah no mm-hmm. it's very weird and then um I have something. Oh, no one likes Simon except Melissa. Mm -hmm. And Melissa tells the queen that she is in love with Simon. And the queen is like, that's a mistake. (laughs) Um, But they play it off as like, it's a mistake because Simon is unreliable and completely irresponsible. And... Also homosexual. And they, they, they drop, like, like passive-aggressive jabs at him, like, throughout. The like, entire time. He's They're the very homophobic in Andovia. <laughs> <laughs> they are, it's, it's really uncomfortable. He's not actually gay. He's just crazy. <laughs> he, but there had to be, no, I, okay, maybe he was not written so that way. Okay, maybe he was not written as a closeted homosexual in a country that does not recognize homosexuality in any way, shape, or form. However, I think this actor and the director had a conversation. They're like, 
the, really the only way that it makes sense for all of these other characters to dislike you so much and throughout the movie for very little reason, oh, I think you're a closet homosexual. And the actor's like, yes, that's my motivation. <laughs> I, it's oh, very strange. So now you've got me wanting to see if he carries this, this behavior through the other uh, uh, episodes of this saga. I really yeah. want to know now. Episode four. A nude hope. Oh my god! Oh no! I think that's actually a name of a burlesque show already, <laughs> or, or probably a, a Skywalker porno. Like, it's... yeah, probably the burlesque show <laughs> took it from the yeah. porno. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Um, oh. By the way, the butler did it. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> in true, in true whodunit fashion, and he explains everything. The castle butler was the one who stole the treaty and hid it in the dungeon where the. Uh, matriarch and the child with the disability go down to search for it because and so this they somehow get a lead that that's where the treaty has right, been I'm stashed not, i don't really remember why but I, they were like let's check out the ghost dungeon it didn't make any sense but they do decide to go check out the ghost dungeon they walk into a cell and like it was very a gust of wind closes and it's the kind of thing where they are immediately locked inside of course yes. but as I pointed out, there's no padlock. There's no way that that gate yeah. locks on its own by magic. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then, of course, the, the um, child with a disability has their moment where they she use their also, sticks. Right? Well, yes, she falls and, and cracks open an enormous stone that has been used to hide mm -hmm. the treaty in this cell. Yes. And then somehow they break out of the cell using without sticks. Yeah, the keys, either the with keys, or without using her. The sticks. keys are five feet away. Yes, and you need the sticks to reach them. Like that's so, how they... she reaches out of the cell with her sticks that she uses. <laughs> so bad. And it's it, it's really gross. And then it's really so, gross, so guys. Then the butler did it, and he explains his motive. He's mad about this six hundred year old treaty because his family was so his name was merged six hundred years ago. It's it was. Insane. I don't think it was six hundred. I think it was like a hundred or two hundred. Oh, but someone named King Claude was poisoned, and this butler is a descendant of King Claude. Something like that. And he took a blood oath to avenge this dishonor. And I was like, so, wait a second, you're part of the royal line, and you're working as a butler. That was. I didn't. They didn't quite. And they never clarified. Like, that. was he there undercover? Like, <laughs> like, so the long con was him. Like, he'd been if anyone this... was doing a long con, he it was him. But he's like, I've been but working for forty years it, to mess up this treaty, which is yeah. just a piece of paper, and you could just rewrite but it. He is very much treated like as a member of the family, although he is on the serving staff yes. at the 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 Andovian Gosh, Royals so Castle, and so I guess I think he's been. He's like in the Americans. He's been in deep cover his entire life. It's so it's for like for like not even like he wants to just mess up with treaty signing, which is just you just sign it again. It just none of this makes any sense. And he had they had a perfect opportunity for him to say, and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for this <laughs> damned blizzard. Because that's the only reason that yes. this crime is solved. He could have stolen the treaty. I don't know why he didn't just left. burn it. Like, what's yeah. the point? Whatever. When he realized that he couldn't physically remove the treaty from the premise, he could have stolen it. It is on very old parchment. Oh, you know what? I remember now. They had the dog search every all the grounds except the dungeon. Yeah. That was why. It's Chekhov's dungeon. They, they had dogs come in and search everything except the dungeon. And they're like, all right, guess we don't know where the tree is. Yeah. 
So, um, so then, so then, like during this, as all this emergency stuff is happening, and they're 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 figuring out who done it, um, the pregnancy kicks off, and the OB is coming, and um, what happened? Something hit her car. Like she was driving on the very OB, clear roads. The OBGYN is trying, even though like she checked on the queen the day, a day or two before, she somehow ended up across the country of yeah. Andovia and is driving well, it's only six miles across. <laughs> it's, and somehow there's like 12 journalists embedded there <laughs> who are very invested in the name of this child. But she's trying to make it back to the castle to treat the queen during her pregnancy. Yep. But of course she has to sign the treaty first and they have her sign the treaty on the bed where she soon gives birth. And I was like, aren't they worried about like her getting sweat and blood everywhere? Like, or poop. No, that makes like, it a really authentic treaty. Then <laughs> well, this is a human treaty. Well, you can tell the women were involved because they got, <laughs> they got pregnancy stuff all over it. <laughs> so she signed <laughs> the OB's coming. And then like, I don't know, like a bat hit her car window or something. A bat flew out of the trees and she drives into a snowbank. And then you hear the, calling wolves and like, yes. she's in trouble. And, and she the calls king, herself. uh, goes out on horseback mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. save her. They had a carriage uh, on sleds earlier, mm -hmm. but they're not going to use that because yeah. that would make it less dashing, I guess. But I mean, he still has to carry her, and we don't know how many miles away. So he just heads off, and there's a bunch of wolves following yeah. me. And he just goes, "Does he? Say, what does he say? He just goes, not today. Like, he's yeah, talking he stares, to Yeah, he stares off into the darkness and says, <laughs> not today. Like, you obey your king. Tomorrow you can eat me, though. Like, it's so strange. Meanwhile, the uh, Pagnalian people are at the castle helping the queen. And I was like, it's going to totally be like a midwife situation. And that's, yeah, because... And, but then the, the doctor does queen, arrive. The Pagnalian queen was a midwife for years, and so she knows... Yeah, she's, she's volunteered doing. at a clinic or something. She, she's, of course, had her own children. Yeah. It, it was... <sighs> So the, decide at the, same time. the stakes are so low throughout this yes. entire thing. So, yeah, there's zero risk or ten. Like they try to inject it, and like I just felt nothing. I was like, you could just sign any piece of paper. Like, do you guys? Mm -hmm. Did you guys forget what was on the previous? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm making fun of Agatha Christie for her reliance on wills as a plot device, but <laughs> in at least she was cl always clear that a will is valid if the person you know signs it and has it you know, with their lawyer. Like, it doesn't have to be a fancy piece of parchment that you've been <laughs> keeping for 600 years. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, let's talk more about Ag Agatha Christie because <laughs> I really we're, think... We're going into our Goodreads section. Well, I think part of the reason so many of her Hercule Poirot plots involve wills and issues of inheritance is she was using the murder mystery as a way to confront her own fear of death. Okay. I, I think about it. There's something there. I haven't read any of her stuff. God damn it. I... <laughs> well, if anyone wants to have a Hercule Poirot podcast. <laughs> We're looking for new co-hosting uh, options are available. <laughs> yeah. We'll just have it in this feed. I'll tell Andy to buzz off. Um, it'll be great. Good, 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 good watch. You want to do yours? Sure. Okay. I went to go see Knives Out. Starring Daniel Craig, Anna de Armas, um, Freaky Friday Mom. Yeah. Why can't I remember I, her name? I, I have a face. I love her. And she's so good. She's the screen queen from the OG Halloween. Yeah. She's great. It's an ensemble cast. It's Yeah, it's a really an amazing cast. Christopher Plummer is the uh, 
patriarch of the the family involved, and it's a really amazing whodunit. Unlike <laughs> the Christmas Prince, a royal baby you nonsense. Tried to get every single trope you could. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's really well done, and it has a lot to say about. Um, like the, I guess the current political state of the United States, because it is set in the United States and there's an immigrant who is a nurse for the family. And they always, they make a point to say like, oh, we've embraced her as one of our own. And then when they suspect her in the death of their Christopher, Christopher Plummer's character, they're like, well, we know your mother's undocumented, so you better fess up. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Rightfully so. But anyway, it's, it's really good. It's directed and written by Ryan Johnson of Brick, Looper, The Last okay. Jedi fame. It's, it's amazing. I love Daniel Craig, and he gets to do an amazing Southern accent in this film. He plays uh, a man named Benoit Blanc. And one of the local cops that he's working with insists on calling him Benny, and it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very sort of meta in that Christopher Plummer's character is the like author of fifty something best selling murder mysteries, and it's it's great. Um, Of course, there is discussion of a will because if you're gonna (laughs) if you're gonna ape Agatha Christie, you gotta do your shit. <laughs> but uh, beats. yeah, knives out. I doubt by the time I get this up, it's still in theaters. But it'll be available online. Check somewhere. it out soon, somewhere on the interwebs. Okay, uh, my good watch this week is The Witcher on Netflix. Um, it's got Henry Cavill as the lead. He's playing Geralt of Rivia, The Witcher, and this is so. This is a series that I really like for a couple reasons. I like fantasy. Fantasy and, and world building, and this has this stuff in He space. also likes Henry Cavill's big, sexy muscles. Yeah, he's got a great butt. <laughs> <laughs> got him, folks. Evan's down for the count. He was not ready for that. Um, there's there's a lot there's a lot of male nudity in here. Um, there's a lot of nudity in general, uh, but that is that is sort of a mainstay of the Witcher universe. There's a bunch. It's based on a, a series of books. Um, which then had a very famous series of games made, and so I've, I've played the games, and so I'm familiar with the world, so I have a lot of investment in the world already coming to it, um, and it does it does the, the games justice. Um, I really enjoyed the series. Uh, there's there's uh, dragons and, and creatures of the night, and the Witcher kills them, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> the fight scenes are great. Yeah, they do, I mean, they do, they do a lot of good stuff. There's, uh, like, low-level magic stuff. It's... It's a cool, it's a cool show. I enjoy it. Check it out. I haven't seen it, but um, yeah, it's, it sounds cool. <laughs> it's um, enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. So uh, please uh, give us a review and subscribe to our show on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, you can support the show at patreon.com slash badwatch. You can also find us online, badwatchpod.wordpress.com. Uh, we have all of the good watch recommendations up there, as well as a list of all of the bad watches we have covered on our podcast and also for the boomers listening who have asked Andy or myself about where is there where is there a list of those things you recommend well for each episode we include them in the episode description yeah and you can find them on our website like i just said so yeah
He's Andy. <laughs> that guy's Evan. And this is Bad Watch, the Baywatch of podcasts. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not finishing it. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> Though I did have a lot of food, and now I really jiggle.